0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to Fundamentally Mormon. I'm your host, Mark Lichtenwalter. Today we'll be reading Adam, Father of Our Spirits, which is Chapter 5 of the Michael Adam book, which is speaking about the Adam God Doctrine. We'll be on pages 52 through 59, and we'll start the reader program first, which is about 16 minutes long. Thank you for listening.
0: Adam, Father of Our Spirits, Chapter 5 of Michael Adam of the Adam God Doctrine. Pages 52 to 59, the fall of Adam was a transgression of a physical law of nature. His fall was from immortality to mortality and dash from the celestial to the earthly. With a celestial resurrected body, he had engendered spirit children and dashed how he had incorporated blood into his body so that he could beget physical, mortal bodies for those spirits to possess. He descended to mortality so that his children would have the opportunity of ascending to immortality. If Adam was an immortal, celestial, resurrected being, then he was an exalted man. Since resurrected beings can produce only spirit children, then Adam must have made an extreme condescension to become mortal. By partaking of the seeds of death through the fall, he was accomplishing a necessary venture to produce physical bodies for those spirit children born to him in the spirit world. The sermons by many of the leading elders of the church declared that Adam was the father of both our spirit and mortal bodies. For example, We have not the power in the flesh to create and bring forth or produce a spirit, but we have the power to produce a temporal body. The germ of this, God has placed within us. And when our spirits receive our bodies, and through our faithfulness we are worthy to be crowned, we will then receive authority to produce both spirit and body. Brigham Young, Journal of Discourses 15. 137, 53, Adam and Eve, when they were placed on this earth, were immortal beings of flesh, bones, and sinews. But upon partaking of the fruits of the earth, while in the garden, and cultivating the ground, their bodies became changed from immortal to mortal beings, with blood coursing through their veins as the action of life. Brigham Young, Old John Nuttall Journal, 120, If Adam had resurrected celestial body when he came into the Garden of Eden, it means he had already been through mortality and was now an exalted man and dash a god. As a resurrected being, without blood in his veins, he would beget spirit children. This is one of the first functions of a man when he is exalted. After men have got their exaltations and their crowns have become gods, Even the sons of gods are made king of kings and lord of lords. They have the power then of propagating their species in spirit, and that is the first operation with regard to organizing a world. Power is then given to them to organize the elements, and then to commence the organization of tabernacles. How can they do it? Have they to go to that earth? Yes and Adam will have to go there, and he cannot go without Eve. He must have Eve to commence the work of generation, and they will go into the garden and continue to eat and drink of the fruits of the corporal world, until this grosser matter is diffused sufficiently through their celestial bodies to enable them, according to the established laws, to produce mortal tabernacles for their spiritual children. This is a key for you. Brigham Young, Journal of Discourses 6, 275. Only a being who had dominion over every living thing would be considered a God. This would grant powers over Christ. From the Apocrypha it is written that in Dash 54 Shaman Seth were glorified among men, and above every living thing in creation is Adam. Apocrypha, Ecclesiasticus 49. Sixteen, Rev. But and more recent scripture records that the Lord God and Dash hath appointed Michael your prince and established his feet, and set him upon high, and given unto him the keys of salvation. Dion C. 78, 16, and an interesting psalm reads, I have said, ye gods, and all of you are children of the Most High but you shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Psalm 82, 6-7. Numerous declarations were made in the early days of the church, that Adam and Eve were the parents of the spirits of all men. Mankind was spiritually born to these beings before they began their sojourn in the Garden of Eden. Now brethren, you have got a spirit in you, And that spirit was created and organized and dash was born and begotten by our Father and our God before we ever took these bodies. And these bodies were formed by him, and through him, and of him, just as much as the spirit was. For I will tell you, he commenced and brought forth spirits. And then, when he completed that work, he commenced and brought forth tabernacles for those spirits to dwell in. I came through him. Both spirit and body. I see Kimball, Journal of Discourses 631. Adam and Eve are the names of the fathers and mothers of worlds. These were father and mother of a world of spirits who had been born to them in heaven. Women of Mormondom, P. 180. Adam is our father and God. He is the God of the earth, so says Brigham Young. He is the father of 55, our elder brother, Jesus Christ and dash the father of him who shall also come as Messiah to reign. He is the father of the spirits as well as the tabernacles of the sons and daughters of man, Adam, women of Mormondom. 179. Adam and Eve are the parents of all pertaining to the flesh, and I would not say that they are not also the parents of our spirits. Brigham Young, Journal of Discourses 7, 290. Some may think what I have said concerning Adam strange, but the period will come when the people will be willing to adopt Joseph Smith as their prophet, seer and revelator and God but not the father of their spirits, for that was our father Adam. Brigham Young, School of the Prophets, December 11, 1869, Journal History of Bi, p. 1313, also Journal of Wilford Woodruff, same date, these are the sons and daughters of Adam Dash the Ancient of Days and dash the Father and God of the whole human family. These are the sons and daughters of Michael, who is Adam, the father of the spirits of all our race. Women of Mormondom, p. 191, 1. John Nuttall, who was the private secretary to Brigham Young, was in a position to gain a very clear understanding of what Brigham Young was advocating, and he wrote in his journal, Adam was an immortal being when he came on this earth. He had lived on an earth similar to ours. He had received the priesthood and the keys thereof, and he had been faithful in all things, and gained his resurrection and his exaltation, and was crowned with glory, immortality and eternal lives, and was numbered with the gods. For such he became through his faithfulness, and he had begotten all the spirits that were to come to this earth. And Eve, our common mother, who is the mother of all living. All these 56 spirits in the celestial world and then this earth was organized by Elohim Jehovah and Michael who is Adam our common father Adam and Eve had the privilege to continue the work of progression consequently came to this earth and commenced the great work of forming tabernacles for those spirits to dwell in old John Nuttall journal February the 7th 1877 119 In her poem entitled, The Ultimatum of Human Life Eliza Snow tells the creation story according to these doctrines. Adam, your God, like you on earth, has been subject to sorrow in a world of sin. Through long gradation he arose to be clothed with the Godhead's might and majesty. And what to him in his probative sphere, whether a bishop, deacon, priest, or seer? Eight single quotia his offices and callings were. He magnified them with assiduous care. By his obedience he obtained the place of God and Father of this human race. Life's ultimatum, unto those that live, as saints of God, and all my P.O.W. single quotares receive, is still the onward, upward course to tread in Dash, to stand as Adam and as Eve, the head, of inheritance a new form earth, and to their spirit trace, give mortal birth and dash, give them experience in a world like this, then lead them forth to everlasting bliss, crowned with salvation and eternal joy where full perfection dwells, without alloy. Eliza, snow, and immortal, 188-89. Adam and Eve are names or titles for the first parents of every earth in the creations. Therefore there are millions upon millions of Adams in existence and the name itself may imply 57 more than one for it is written that the first man of all men have I called Adam which is many Moses 1:34. and in Genesis we read that male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created general 5 2 therefore each earth has its adam and eve a savior and a satan but the fact exists that the father the divine father whom we serve the god of the universe the god and father of our lord jesus christ and the father of our spirits provided this sacrifice and sent his son to die for us And it is also a great fact that the Son came to do the will of the Father, and He has paid the debt, in fulfillment of the scripture which says, He was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Is it so on any other earth? On every earth. Sin is upon every earth that was ever created. Consequently, every earth has its Redeemer, and every earth has its tempter, and every earth... And the people thereof, in their turn and time, receive all that we receive, and pass through all the ordeals that we are passing through. Brigham Young, Journal of Discourses 14, 71-72. Since there is a lamb slain upon every earth, a satan, and a plan of salvation, it follows that an Adam and Eve are also a part of those creations, and they provide the means of a fall and burying mortal children. Man is the offspring of the gods. This is the supreme conception which gives to religion its very soul. Unless man's divinity comes in somewhere, religion is the wretchedest humbug that ever deluded mortals. But the sublime and most primitive conception of Mormonism is that man and his essential being is divine. That is the offspring of God. Em dash that God is indeed his father. Women of Mormondom. 192, 58. the law of adoption plays an important part in understanding the Godhead. And Professor A. Carrington shed some light on this subject. Some have said that I was very presumptuous to say that Brother Brigham was my God and Savior, bro. Joseph was his God, and one that gave Joseph the keys of the kingdom was his God which was Peter. Jesus Christ was his God and the father of Jesus Christ was Adam. Journal of Wilford Woodruff, April 10, 1852 The prophet Joseph explained the chain of capacities and exaltations necessary for man to gain exaltation. Here, then, is eternal life and dash to know the only wise and true God. And you have got to learn how to be gods yourselves, and to be kings and priests to God the same as all gods have done before you, namely, by going from one small degree to another, and from a small capacity to a great one, from grace to grace, from exaltation to exaltation, until you attain to the resurrection of the dead, and are able to dwell in everlasting burnings, and to sit in glory, as do those who sit enthroned in everlasting power. TPJS 346-47 Along this same line, President Brigham Young said on December the 11th, 1869, Man also will have to be sealed to man until the chain is united from Father Adam down to the last saint. This will be the work of the millennium and Joseph Smith will lead the man to tend to it or to direct it. He will not administer in person that he will receive the resurrected body and will dictate to those who dwell in the flesh until what is to be done for he is the last prophet who is called to lay the foundation of the great last dispensation of the fullness of times. Journal of Wilford Woodruff, December the 11, 1869 59, in reality, each dispensation had, every prophet and all the righteous men who ever held the priesthood act in the capacity of saviours on Mount Zion for the salvation of others. It is indeed a glorious plan. 1. God first created his children in the spirit and then 2. He created an earth as a place for them to work out their salvation, then 3. He came down to earth to begin the cycle of mortality for all of his spirit children. 60 Chapter 6 Even Dash, Mother of All Living
1: Adam, Father of Our Spirits, Chapter 5 of Michael Adam of the Adam God Doctrine, pages 52 through 59. The fall of Adam was the transgression of a physical law of nature. His fall was from immortality to mortality, from the celestial to the earthly, with a celestial resurrected body. He had engendered spirit children. Now he had incorporated blood into his body so that he could beget physical, mortal bodies for those spirits he possessed. He descended to mortality so that his children would have the opportunity of ascending to immortality. We talked about this yesterday. A lot of people have this ignorant idea of how spirits are made. It has nothing to do with sex between a man and a woman. When the intelligence, which is eternal, becomes self-aware, the masculine and the feminine become two individual self-aware spirits. Now, there's a lot of things that happen in between the birth of a spirit spirit and a mortality, but we all go upon an earth eventually. And if we choose right, we go upon the earth with a physical mortal body that is linked to an Adam and an Eve, no matter what time of the history of the earth you live. Or if you are not right, <laughs> you go onto the earth as a spirit with no body. Now, when the Redeemer of that world, the Savior of that world pays for your sins in a Garden of Gethsemane type experience, you become a child of that savior even though he has a father so there's a first presidency for each earth under the direction of an elohim there is god the creator who is the father of this earth who always takes upon himself the name of of adam then there's a redeemer who is his first counselor or witness or an apostle of the father The Redeemer is the second member of the Godhead. And then there is God the Witness, who we call the Rakakodesh or the Holy Ghost, and he is the second apostle or counselor or witness of the Father. When Jesus Christ paid for our sins through the law of adoption, we were bought with a price. And we become his children. When John saw the new heaven and the new earth created, that new earth will have a Elohim who will be Michael, our Elohim, to replace Jehovah, our Elohim. Jesus Christ, who has become our father, will become an Adam in that world. And... God the witness or the Holy Ghost will become the redeemer of that world the same way Jesus is for this world. And another will be chosen from among the corn of mighty and strong ones to take the place of God the witness. So, because we're the spirit children of Jesus Christ through the law of adoption we're his spiritually but we become his physically on that new earth that we uh, see in the book of John and this earth becomes a pre-existent world well we'll refer to this world as the pre-existence when we get to that world and this world will become a celestial sphere a fire of seeing and glass Continuing on with the reading. If Adam was an immortal, celestial, resurrected being, then he was an exalted man. Since resurrected beings can produce only spirit children, then Adam must have made an extreme condescension to become mortal. By partaking of the seeds of death through the fall, He was accomplishing a necessary venture to produce physical bodies for those spirit children born to him in the spirit world. The sermons by many of the leading elders of the church declared that Adam was the father of both our spirits and mortal bodies. For example, example, quote, We have not the power in the flesh to create and bring forth or produce a spirit, but we have the power to produce a temple body. The germ of this God has placed within us, and when our spirits receive our bodies, and through our faithfulness we are worthy to be crowned, we will then receive authority to produce both spirit and body. Brigham Young. Journal of Discourses, Volume 15, page 137. So when Jesus, in his mortality in Israel, or Judah, Judea, he said, Be ye therefore perfect, even as my Father in heaven is perfect. But while in his ministry as a resurrected being in the new world, among the Nephites and the Lamanites, he said, Be ye therefore perfect, even as I and my Father are perfect. Because when Jesus paid for our sins through the uh, the atonement in the Garden of Gethsemane and sealed it upon the cross, he becomes an exalted being, a resurrected being. And when he becomes the father of an earth, a physical father, God the creator, he will descend into the garden under the direction of Michael, R Elohim, and he will become an Adam with one of his wives who will become an Eve. when Michael became an Adam or when Jesus becomes an Adam and he's called the second Adam but he'll be the first they are taking upon themselves the name of God the Eternal Father whose name is Adam Amen and their wives so Michael's wife Ashura took upon her name the the name of Ah Ahava Which we call Eve, but in the original is Hava, which is the name of God the Eternal Mother, and it's to honor them. We're on page 53. Adam and Eve, or Hava, when they were placed on this earth, were immortal beings of flesh and bone and sinew. But upon partaking of the fruits of this earth, while in the garden and cultivating the ground, their bodies became changed from immortal to mortal beings. See, they descended from a celestial-level resurrection down to a terrestrial, and then finally they were cast out of the garden and they became celestial. God showed me once that unless we're exalted, we are damned in that state of resurrection. And that after all is said and done, we have the opportunity to go on, upon a new earth with a new father, a new savior, and a new witness. And we travel in family groups, but we become, we have the opportunity to put off of our put off our resurrected bodies and become spirits again, to descend from whatever level of resurrection to a spirit being, to go upon an earth to gain a higher resurrection, if we choose. Anyway, let's continue on with the reading. But upon partaking of the fruits of the earth... While in the garden and cultivating the ground, their bodies became changed from immortal to mortal beings, with blood coursing through their veins as the action of life. That was Brigham Young as recorded in the L. John Metal Journal, Volume 1, page 20. If Adam had a resurrected celestial body when he came into the Garden of Eden, It means he had already been through mortality and was now an exalted man, a god. And remember, it's the gods that create the earth, according to Genesis. Well, in the temple endowment, we see that the Elohim, not one person, but a council of mighty ones or gods, instructs instructs Jehovah, our Elohim, to take Michael to create the earth and Michael is the one that does the creation when it says the gods created the earth it's speaking of Michael under the direction of Jehovah our Elohim who is not Jesus Christ but actually is the, the grandfather of Jesus Christ and it is that Michael and Jehovah were once redeemers on an older earth and have done the same thing that Jesus did for us on this earth. This is all part of the progression of the gods, which doctrine is not understood among modern Mormons today. But Joseph Smith taught it. Sutter Brigham Young. It means he had already been through mortality and was now an exalted man, a god... As a resurrected being, without blood in his veins, he would beget spirit children. This is one of the first functions of a man when he is exalted. So, we're talking about Adam today, but the next time we come on, we're going to talk all about Eve. So, that's why it's kind of being focused, hyper-focused on Adam and not Eve. But we'll talk about Eve next time, so... After men have got their exaltations and their crowns and have become gods or Elohim, even the sons of God or the sons of Elohim, uh, which the council of the gods, and are made king of kings and lord of lords, they have power then to propagate their species in spirit, and that is the first operation with regards to organizing a world power is given to them to organize the elements and then to commence the organization of tabernacles. How can they do it? Have they to go to that earth? Yes, and Adam will have to go there, and he cannot go without Eve. He must have Eve to commence the work of generation. And they will go into the garden and continue to eat and drink of the fruit of the corporal world until the grosser matter is diffused sufficiently through their celestial bodies to enable them, according to the established laws, to produce mortal tabernacles for their spiritual children. This is the key for you. That's Journal of Discourses. That's Brigham Young, Volume 6, page 275. Remember the way that Michael begat us was that when we lived on an older earth, the earth that we came from, the pre-existent world, he was a redeemer on that world, a Christ. And he did the same thing in a Garden of Gethsemane type experience that Jesus has done for us on this world. Only a being who had dominion over every living thing would be considered a god or an Elohim. This would grant power powers over Christ. From the Apocrypha, it is written, and we're on page 54, but this is the Apocrypha of Ecclesiasticus, chapter 49, verse 16. Shem and Seth were glorified among men and above every living thing in creation is Adam that's because Adam is our God under the direction of Jehovah our Elohim so it says Jesus Christ hath made us kings and priests unto God that's Adam and his father that's Jehovah our our Elohim Jesus Christ was the angel of Jehovah, but He was about Jehovah. so and Jesus Christ acted as a Holy Spirit, for God the witness before he came into mortality and upon an older earth so in more recent scriptures records a more recent scripture records that the Lord God quote hath appointed Michael your prince and established his feet and set him upon high and given him the keys of salvation. Doctrine and Covenants section 78 verse 16 that's because Michael was our redeemer and he becomes our father under the direction of Jehovah our Elohim who is our mighty one for this earth. An interesting psalm reads, quote, and this is Psalms 82, verses 6 and 7. I have said, ye are gods, or in Hebrew, ye are Elohim, and all of you are children of the Most High, but ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Princes, Psalms chapter 82, verses 6 and 7. Numerous declarations were made in the early days of the church that Adam and Eve were the parents of the spirits of all men. Mankind was spiritually born to these beings before they began their sojourn in the Garden of Eden because they were saviors on an older earth, at least Michael was, and Eve was his wife, and her name is Ashura. Now, brethren, you have got a spirit in you and that spirit was created and organized and was born and begotten by our father and our God before we ever took these bodies these bodies were formed by him and through him and of him just as much as the spirit was for I will tell you he commenced and brought forth spirits and then when he completed that work He commenced and brought forth tabernacles for those spirits to dwell in. I came through him, both spirit and body. Hebrews C. Kimball, Journal of Discourses, Volume 6, page 31. Adam and Eve are the names of the fathers and mothers of worlds, so every earth has an exalted husband and wife that goes down into a garden and partakes of the fruit of that world and then they take upon themselves the name of Adam and Eve after God the eternal father and mother and they become the father and mother of that world. These were father and mother of a world of spirits who had been born to them in heaven. And quote Women of Mormondom, page 180. Adam is our Father and God, and he is the God of the earth. So says Brigham Young, he is the Father of our elder brother, Jesus Christ, the Father of him who shall also come as Messiah to reign. He is the Father of the Spirit, as well as the tabernacles of the sons and daughters of men. And that is Adam. Women of Mormondom, page 179. And let me just tell you that when Michael and Ashura became an Adam and Eve and they descended into mortality, at the end of their lives, they were translated from a celestial to a terrestrial state. And they remained in that terrestrial state until Jesus broke the bands of death And when he went to Mary in the garden of Eden, or the garden of, uh, the garden tomb, he said, hold me not, for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go unto my brethren and and tell them, I ascend unto my father and your father, and unto my God and to your God. He's speaking of our father Adam, who was at that time in a telestial translated state, or terrestrial translated state, and he broke the bands of death for his father and his father was able to take his place in, among the Elohim again um, as an exalted man with his wife Hava or Eve and he is the Ancient of Days <clears throat> and above him is Jehovah our Elohim who has already gone through the process of being an Adam of an earth and a Redeemer of an earth and a, A God, the witness of an earth, so. we're on page 55. Adam and Eve are the parents of all pertaining to the flesh, and I would not say that they are not also the parents of our spirits. Brigham Young, Journal of Discourses, volume 7, page 290. Some may think that I have said concerning Adam Strange... But the period will come when the people will be willing to adopt Joseph Smith as their prophet, seer and revelator, and God. Because Joseph Smith, if he continues on his track, will become a redeemer of a world and an Adam and an exalted, glorified Elohim. If he continues faithful. But remember the man who was the light bearer for this earth, who we in Hebrew call Hillel, who in Latin is called the light bearer or Lucifer, he was a god too. And he was chosen to be God the witness. But because of his pride and his arrogance, he fell. So that's possible. For any of any of us uh, to fall before we become an exalted man, we can fall. That's what happened to Lucifer. That's why he is called a god. But he is a fallen god. Just like you can have fallen prophets. So, Anyway, but that was Brigham Young. School of the Prophets, December 11th, 1869. Journal History of Brigham Young, page three hundred 1313. And also is found in the Journal of Wilfred Woodruff on the same date, which is December 11th, 1869. These are the sons and daughters of Adam, the Ancient of Days, the father and God of the whole whole human family. These are the sons and daughters of Michael, who was Adam, the father of the spirits of all our race. Women of Mormondom, page 191. Number one, John Nuttall, who was the private secretary to Brigham Young, was in a position to gain a very clear understanding of what Brigham Young was advocating. And he wrote in his journal, quote, Adam was an immortal being when he came on this earth. He had lived on an earth similar to ours. He had received the priesthood and the keys thereof. And he had been faithful in all things and gained his resurrection and his exaltation and was crowned with glory and immortality, and eternal lives, and was numbered with the gods. For such he became through his faithfulness, and he had begotten all the spirits that were to come to this earth. And Eve, our common mother, who is the mother of all living, bore these spirits in the celestial world, and then this earth was organized by Elohim, Jehovah, and Michael, who is an or who is Adam our common father well it was the Elohim that sent Jehovah our Elohim so everywhere it says the Lord your God in Hebrew it says Jehovah or Jehovah our Elohim and then Michael was sent with him so Jehovah our Elohim instructs Michael how to do the work and then Michael's the one that does the work and he's called, he is called God the creator or the father of this earth That's why when the Ancient of Days, who is Father Adam, comes to Adam and on Diamond, all the keys are given back to him because he has presidency over them. He is the first president of this earth. And then because Jesus Christ has ascended and become perfect like his father, Adam gives the keys to Jesus, who becomes the father, who is our father. Spiritually, but he becomes an Adam on, an, on a new earth, and we become his physically on that new earth. So it's the progression of the gods. This is what is called multiple mortal probations. Anyway, I have to I have to wrap this up because I have to go to work. So I'm going to see if my wife can do the rest of the reading tonight, and then uh, if not, I'll just have to do a part two. But We'll find out here shortly. Let me just finish this quote. Our common father, Adam and Eve, had a privilege to continue the work of progression, consequently came to this earth and commenced the great work of forming tabernacles or bodies for those spirits to dwell in. And that is from the L. John Nettle Journal, February 7th, 1877, volume one, page 19. And then if I can get my wife to read this, She'll be reading the poem "The Ultimatum of Human Life" by Eliza Arsenal, which is one of my favorite poems. So here we go. Either we're going to do part two, or Kim or Emmett will read. Thanks for listening.
2: Uh huh. I have that right here. I'm trying to bring it out to mom. She just got home. So,
1: uh, hold on a second. Are you guys there? I'm here. Can you hear me?
2: Yep. Yep. Yep, I'm here too.
1: Okay, yeah. (laughs) Um, The Ultimatum of uh, Human Life by Eliza Roxy Snow. Love it. Yep.
2: (laughs) She's piping up in the background here. We have a daughter named after uh, Eliza R. Snow. Uh, We actually have two daughters. We have two daughters.
1: daughters. Okay, I'm waiting for you, Mom. Eliza Adeline Snow Lichtenwalter and Amberly Roxy Rose Lichtenwalter. Yep. Our six-year-old and our eight-year-old that are, everybody thinks they're twins. They're hilarious. <laughs>
2: uh, yep. So silly.
1: Really love them. Oh. Well, I'm pleasing my yep. daughter, off for well, you. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh,
2: Emmett, you should be able to see my light.
1: Are you coming from the left or the right? Uh, the left.
2: <laughs> I just got. It's
1: I see. You. Are you gonna? Right. Are you gonna be reading yeah. in the car?
2: I could be reading from You're the gonna... car, or I could go inside. Either one is fine.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'll talk a little bit about. Um, stuff that I usually talk about at the end of the program. So last night, it started snowing about 10.30, and I thought, these are little snowflakes. This isn't a big deal. And I was wrong. It got slick, and it snowed from 10.30 until 12.30 or 1 in the morning, and there was a really bad accident on I-70 last night, involving a Greyhound bus, and there were 28 people on board, 28 of whom had to go to the hospital. So I saw the ambulances headed up to the hospital in Price last night, and uh, luckily people were hurt, but they weren't killed. So I guess you count your blessings where you get them. Anyway, so uh, I just wanted to thank all first responders out there. You know, they get up in the middle of the night or any time during the day, especially these volunteer fire department um, first responders you know they they don't get paid that much they They run out in the middle of the night, and I mean, they went from Emory. Barron, Castle Castledale, Orangeville, Huntington, Loa, Green River, Price, Helper, like, they all just got up in the middle of the night and that happened shortly after midnight. So they just, you know, the guys really appreciate the first responders all around the world, but especially here in Emory and Carbon counties. And, uh, I just wanted to say that, um, it was really bad last night. Uh, but I told my wife, you know, I have been driving for, I started driving, um, 19, uh, 1945 years and a half at Larson's potato farms in Hamer, Idaho in 1994. Um, I think I was 17 when I did, I was just. I was just barely 17. And then um, that was uh, a job from midnight to 4 p.m., six days a week. I was the only one that spoke English on my crew, Everybody else was immigrants from Mexico. Uh, the supervisor spoke Spanish and English. But anyway, and then um, I went and got my decent mechanics license, or not license, but trade degree, which I finished in 96. And in 95, I got my CDL, Class A CDL. And then after um, I got my degree in diesel mechanics, I had a job fixing trucks. And then I got a job driving trucks in 1996. And from 1996 all the way up until today, I've been driving truck with the exception of my mission. And... um, I have been so lucky that I have only been involved in one accident where I got rear-ended by another truck back in 2001, and I still suffer from that accident. Part of the reason I'm in pain so much. But other than that, I've never jackknifed or, like, I've jackknifed. Anyway, but uh, I told my wife last night Well, I got plenty of food, I got plenty of fuel for heat, and I got winter gear in the truck, and I'll be fine. So, I drove all night and playing in the snow. Anyway, are you uh, almost ready to read, Kim? Yep, I
2: was uh, just getting attacked by everybody.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, when... When While we come home, uh, all the kids run out the door and come and say hi and see what we're doing and whatever. <laughs> they're funny. Anyway, uh, they're not as funny as Emmett, though. Emmett, the one who reads, the 16-year-old, I swear, he's always concerned about where his mommy is, and he calls us. Yeah. He, all, he always if calls me. The, <laughs> yeah. Where you at? What you doing? Are you okay? But he He has a reason for that uh, His bio father Was extremely abusive And I think Emmett Remembers things And he is Very protective of his mommy
2: (laughs) He says it's mine My mommy (laughs) So um, where I'm reading is Mother of all living Eve. Chapter six? No. You're page sixty. Oh. I asked them. I told okay.
1: Emmett to like keep track of the, the um Hold on. Of where we were at. I told Emmett to keep track okay. of the yeah, you're on I don't remember what page but you the the poem that you're looking oh, for it's is poem. by Eliza R. Yep. Snow. Yes.
2: Yep. Entitled The Ultimatum of Human Life by Eliza R. Snow and it tells the creation story according to the doctrines those doctrines yep so i can see that um really quickly uh, i'm just letting you know mark that um our 13 year old is not being very cooperative uh at the moment because she doesn't get her phone because every time we give it to her she just goes and hides in her room and does what she wants to so now she's upset i think she's trying to hide in her room So I have given her her chore list to do, and she has been protesting and laying on the couch the entire time I was gone. So just letting you know.
1: Oh, she was helping me out a little bit. She wasn't always on the couch. Emma was on the couch when I woke up around 1.30 or noon or whatever Okay, well, I was
2: just letting you know. So if you wanted to be able to call and talk to her or whatever, you'll have to do that through Emma's phone. So I'm going to go ahead and read and... Um, okay. yeah, I was just updating you, uh, when I got here, so, yeah, you can kind of hear those littles, I don't know if you can hear them, they're still talking. Okay,
1: I'll mute myself, Emmett, go ahead and mute yourself on your phone, please.
2: Emmett, mute yourself on the phone, okay? Mute you? Okay, he said he is muted. Okay. Adam, your God, like you on Earth has been subject to sorrow in a world of sin. Through long graduation, or gradation, he arose to be clothed with the Godhead's might and majesty. And what to him in his probative sphere, whether a bishop, deacon, priest, or seer, whatever his offices and callings were, he magnified them with assiduous care. By his obedience, he obtained the place of God and Father of his human race. Life's ultimatum unto those that live as saints of God and all my powers receive is still the onward, upward course to tread, to stand as Adam and as Eve, the head of an inheritance, a new formed earth, and to their spirit race give mortal birth. Give them experience in a world like this, then lead them forth to everlasting bliss, crowned with salvation and eternal joy, where full per- perfection dwells without alloy. That is from Eliza Arsnow and Immortal, page 188 through 89. Adam and Eve are names or titles for the first parents of every earth in the creation. Therefore, there are millions upon millions of atoms in existence, and the name itself may imply more than one for it is written that the first man of all men have i called adam which is many that's moses chapter 1 verse 34 hold on a second i've got kids arguing in the background
1: yeah we're both full-time parents and full-time workers so uh we try i try to do these programs when i can and uh I'm really grateful for it. My wife is able to help out and read. And it's kind of like, you know, family scripture time in a way. Sort does. Of. yeah. Um, yeah. So it's nice. We don't, when we're both working, um, I only get to see my family from like 5.30 in the morning until like 7.00. And then um, I get to see them for just a little bit before I go to work. So it's not the easiest schedule, but we make it work. Anyway, go ahead, Kim. Okay. Um,
2: so, Emmett, I can really hear my echo on there. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Sorry distracting okay so that was moses 134. and in genesis we read that male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name adam in the day when they were created that's genesis 5 2 therefore each earth has its adam and eve a savior and a satan but the fact exists that the Father, the Divine Father, whom we serve, the God of the universe, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Father of our spirits, provided this sacrifice and sent his Son to die for us. And it is also a great fact that the Son came to the will of the Father, and he has paid the debt in fulfillment of the scriptures, which says, He was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Is it so on any other earth, on every earth, sin is upon every earth that was ever created. Consequently, every earth has its redeemer and every earth has its tempter and every earth and the people thereof in their turn and time receive all that we receive and pass through all the ordeals that we are passing through." End quote from Brigham Young, Journal of Discourse, volume 14, page 71 and 72. Since there is a lamb slain upon every earth, a Satan, and a plan of salvation, it follows that Adam and Eve are also a part of those creations, and they provide the means of a fall, and bearing mortal children. In Women of Mormondom, page 192, quote, Man is the offspring of the gods. This is the supreme conception, which gives to religion its very soul. Unless man's divinity comes in somewhere, religion is the wretchedest humbug that ever deluded mortals. But the sublime and most primitive conception of Mormonism is that man in his essential being is divine, that he is the offspring of God, that God is indeed his father. End quote from Women of Mormondom, page 192. And now we're on page 58. The law of adoption plays an important part in understanding the Godhead and... Proof or Prof. A. Carrington shed some light on this subject. It just says that's kind of weirdly written. And I guess it's Professor A. Carrington shed shed some light on this subject. In Journal of Wilford Woodruff, april tenth, eighteen fifty two, quote Some have said that I was very presumptuous to say that Brother Brigham was my God and Savior. Brother Joseph was his God, and one that gave Joseph the keys of the kingdom was his God, which Peter, which was Peter. Jesus Christ was his God, and the father of Jesus Christ was Adam. End quote. From Journal of Wilford Woodruff, April 10, 1852. The prophet Joseph explained the chain of the capacities and exaltations necessary for man to give exaltation. Here then is eternal life, to know the only wise and true God, and you have got to learn how to be God for yourselves and to be kings and priests to God. The same as all gods have done before you, namely by going from one small degree to another, and from a small capacity to a great one, from grace to grace. From exaltation to exaltation, until you attain the resurrection of the dead, and are able to dwell in everlasting burnings, and to sit in glory, as do those who sit enthroned in everlasting power. End quote. From teachings of Prophet Joseph Smith, pages three forty-six through forty-seven. Kim. Um,
1: yes. Oh. I was just going to yep. say. Um, the leaders of the Church today are instructed not to keep journals, and the reason for that is all of these journals that the older leaders of the Church used to keep have become quite a problem for the modern Church who wants to throw all this stuff down the memory hole. You know, even the teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith is something that they want to get rid of. They, um, they're they supposed to get rid of them when they go to Deseret Book, but because they don't want people to know about these things that these leaders have taught. I mean, everybody blames the Adam God Doctrine on Brigham Young. Wilfred Woodruff talked about it, too, but so did Joseph Smith. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Go ahead.
2: (laughs) Okay, no worries. Um, I just put hear through on on this headset, so now I'm like, oh, now I can hear everything that's going on. Uh, Hopefully the whole audience can't because – With five kids running around, uh, it gets kind (laughs) of noisy. Anyways, okay. I'm trying to go through to where I just left off. We are actually almost done. Oh, I can't remember where I just left off That Sorry. The prophet Joseph explained the chain of capacities and exaltations necessary for man to gain exaltation. Here then is eternal life, to know the only wise and true God, and you have got to learn how to be gods yourselves, I already read this, but, and to be kings and priests to God, the same as all gods have done before you, namely by going from one small degree to another, and from a small capacity to a great one, from grace to grace, from exaltation to exaltation, until you attain to the resurrection of the dead, and are able to dwell in everlasting burning sand, to sit in glory, as do those who sit enthroned in everlasting power. So that's where I had stopped with uh, teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith, pages 346-347. Along this same line, President Brigham Young said, on December 11, 1869, Man also will have to be sealed to man until the chain is united from Father Adam down to the last saint. This will be the work of the millennium, and Joseph Smith will be the man to attend to it or to direct it. He will not administer in person, but he will receive the resurrected body and will dictate to those who dwell in the flesh and tell what is to be done for he is the last prophet who is called to lay the foundation of the great last dispensation of the fullness of time. That is a quote from Journal of Wilford Woodruff, December 11th, 1869. And now we're on page 59. In reality, each dispensation had hey. every prophet and all... Oh, sorry. Let me finish this. I know post, you can Page 59 is only a couple you. of sentences. I
1: okay, can't because
2: right. I've got areas screaming in the background and...
1: I know, I can hear it. Yeah,
2: yeah. So uh, luckily Emmett's trying to head head that off. Good job, Emmett. Let me just read these two <laughs> sentences to end out this chapter, okay? In reality, each dispensation had every prophet and all the righteous men Whoever held the priesthood act in the capacity of saviors on Mount Zion for the salvation of others. It is indeed a glorious plan. Number one, God first created his children in the spirit, and then, number two, he created an earth as a place for them to work out their salvation. Then he came down to earth to begin the cycle of mortality for all of his spirit children. The end. (laughs) Now we're on page 60, chapter 6, Eve, uh, Mother of All Living. So now you can talk and say anything you want to. Also, that's kind of a short chapter. I don't know if you just want to go ahead and read that one tonight. You can let me know.
1: Uh, Can you guys hear me now? I can hear you now. I can, too. Okay. All right. Uh, My phone dropped right as I was about ready to speak, which is always fun. Okay. So the uh, Latter-day Saints today know that there has to be a filling chain back to Adam, and they think that they're going to get there by doing genealogy work, but there is a misunderstanding. Wilfred Woodruff did away with the law of adoption back in the 1890s when he got rid of plural celestial marriage, united orders and the law of consecration, and the Council of Fifty of the government, political portion of the kingdom of God on the earth. Um, when Joseph Smith was, uh, received his calling and election, he was filled up to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is filled up to the Father, and the Father is filled up to Jehovah, our Elohim, and he's filled up to all of the gods and all of the exalted. They're all filled together all the way back to God the Eternal Father and God the Eternal Mother. What the Law of Adoption is, is when people were stilled to Joseph Smith, they were stilled to a man who was stilled to God. Turning the hearts of the children on the earth to the hearts of the fathers and mothers in heaven. That's the law of adoption. When Brigham Young was sealed to Joseph Smith, they were sealed to the gods, to uh, Father Adam, who is our father, who is was sealed to Jehovah or Jehovah our Elohim. That's the law of adoption. So, um, when Joseph Smith was sealed to many, many women, uh, there was something of the law of adoption in that too. But usually women are sealed to, um, to, their men, or to their husbands, and then their husbands are sealed to the one man on the earth who holds the, key, uh, the keys of the sealing power, which was Joseph Smith, and no one else in that time. When I was filled up to the Father, when I received my calling and election where I had the Father lay his hands upon my head, I asked him what he was doing before, when he asked me to kneel before him, and he said, I'm filling you up into myself that you might be filled up into eternal life. I was being filled to our Father, who was Michael, and through that I was filled to the Father, the Son, Jehovah Elohim and all of the exalted uh, all of the exalted ones and everybody who is sealed because there is a great sealing um, everybody's sealed in heaven everybody's sealed to each other as a family in heaven unless you're cut off like Lucifer was <laughs> so a lot of people are like well, there's only one man on the earth and they all look to the president whoever the president of their mormon offshoot is now uh, when i say that uh, anybody who's lds needs to include themselves in the breakoffs because in um 1841 in nauvoo jesus said build a temple whereby the father can come dwell therein that he might restore that which was lost to you or that which was taken away even the fullness of the priesthood he told them if they were obedient there were a certain number of things that were going to happen which never did happen, but he said if they were disobedient, he said that they, he would not fight their battles for them, and they would be cursed and rejected and a whole bunch of other stuff, and we see in church history that that was what happened. The church was rejected. The keys were not passed to Brigham Young or any other offshoot. They weren't passed to Sidney Rigdon. They weren't passed past to Lyman White or Joseph Smith church in Nauvoo before all of that happened was rejected because of the disobedience of the saints. So um, they were told that all they who hinder this work will be cursed to the third and fourth generation. If you take one generation of uh, Moses walking around in the wilderness with the Israelites, they were cursed for one generation, which was 40 years. 40 years times or is 160 years. So any groups that are that become, you know, any groups that are like, what are the people that?" Uh, whatever. I, I'm, there's so many of them. Well, you're cursed. You're all cursed because y'all come from the breakoffs of those churches, of the church in Nauvoo, and uh, anything, anybody who uh, you know comes before. Um, between 2001 to 2004 would be the end end period time you're part of the cursed generation that's been cursed and rejected and that includes the LDS church now they do a lot of good work and there is priesthood authority among them but it's preparatory so anyway um, the law of adoption is is, uh, is such a, a, a powerful thing That has to happen And it's just been done away with And the LDS Church And I'll pick on them for a minute They continue to do away with more and more and more uh, And the reason for that Is because they're more concerned About power and authority And you must follow them And they must tell you what to do Which I believe was Satan's plan Than with uh, Preserving true doctrine because over the last hundred and sixty years they have gotten rid of more and more and more and one case in point the temple endowment with the lecture at the bell used to take all day long the washings and the anointings there were bath in the temple before the um apostate prophet nelson uh, decided to gut the whole thing and just completely destroy it, uh, the Salt Lake Temple, which is what is going on right now. But there were bath there were bathtubs in the temples for you washings and anointings. You know, uh, in the early restoration, Jesus Christ and Jehovah were two separate individuals. Um, Joseph Smith and teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith, and other places, talks about Adam being our father and our God. You know. Well, oh, I mean, they had re-baptism in the early church. There was a whole bunch has been changed because Babylonian businessmen who are wolves in wool suits, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing, wool suits, look at them at General Conference, you, you've prophecy fulfilled. These are Babylonian businessmen who are bankers and businessmen who have hijacked the church to turn uh, the restoration into uh, profit. P-R-O-S-I-T, not, you know, the other profits. So anyway, um, Kim, I'm about to go up Wash Plant. Did you have any comments or anything that you wanted to say while I'm breaking up for just a minute?
2: Um, Did you want me to read Chapter 6,
1: too? No, 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 no. For me, it it would only
2: take like 10 minutes. Okay.
1: Yeah, but I want to break these up into, you know, separate programs.
2: Yeah, that's totally fine. I was just wondering, because for me, it's nothing. Seven is even shorter. Seven will only take me like five minutes to read. So, yep,
1: I'm on wash yeah. plant, so oh. hopefully I'm not breaking okay, up yeah. too much.
2: You aren't um, really breaking up that much. Um, yeah, I just thought that I would read that tonight, but I guess we won't if you just want to break it up into smaller um, sections, which I totally get, because... Um, separating Eve, mother of all living, um, you know, it is kind of a different topic from Adam, father of our spirit. So two different things. Uh, I'm right, like and everybody's all community. like,
1: oh, I love Heavenly Mother. Oh, Heavenly Mother. We don't know who she is. It's Haha. It's Eve. Her name was Ashura when she was in her mortality. She's a wife okay. of Michael. You know, we know who our mother is. There are mothers above her. But our mother, our heavenly mother, is Ashura for this earth. But God, the eternal mother, her name is Hava. So. Yeah. Um, I like,
2: and I know this is silly because it's a child's reference, but I like the um, Prince of Egypt, that song that they sing on there. The one that's Ashira, yeah. Ashira, Ashira. So when you said that today on the radio show, I'm sitting there going la 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 da da da, da, da la. <laughs> in my mind, and Eliza was like, "Oh yeah," and so she starts humming it. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I love so it. I and think everybody should watch that. <laughs> yeah, the the Jews before the Babylonian captivity, they knew who Ashura was. That was part of the Hebrew culture. they knew who Michael was. in fact, the Jews still know who Michael is, well some of them, the Kabbalists know you know because there 's truth uh, and the the twist there everything gets twisted over to everything, but that 's why you need new prophets that 's why you need to be prophets so that you don 't go off into forbidden paths following some minister into the darkness like when uh nephi's walking around trying to follow the iron rod and go to the tree of life like he starts following some religious man who's going to tell him what to do and how to do it and then he finds himself in the darkness and it's not up until he turns away from the religious man and stops trusting in the arm of flesh and cries out to God to find out what the truth is That's when he is led back to the iron rod Which is the word of God Which is the revelations of God and, and Jesus Christ and all of that And that's when he gets to the tree of life But So many people want to follow the religious man uh, The true prophets They always teach you how to get revelation for yourself and they teach you to question everything, everything. So anyway, um, is there anything else that you wanted to say before we end the program for today?
2: No, I'm probably just sorry to everybody for the commotion, but that's what it's like with five kids and on the go trying to do all the things. And, yeah. So, but I think yeah. sometimes it's okay because then people can see that, you know, we're humans too. And we are not just... Uh, to, I'm not trying to indoctrinate people. We're not trying to like get people's money. We're both functioning normal adults, and we're trying to um, help other educate. people to, yeah, educate them and to help, help other people to understand um, and have more spiritual experiences, so that way well, we can all come to the unity of the faith. I feel like that's like is,
1: what we do. I wouldn't say normal. There's a curse, that and that's all. With I wouldn't justice. say normal. <laughs> Kim. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. I can hear you. There's a curse that comes (laughs) with uh, trusting in the arm of flesh. And that's what the leaders of all of these break off churches of the restoration, all of them want you to trust some leader, to be obedient to some leader and not get revelation for yourself. And that is not what God wants. That's not what God wants. He watched us. Can you mute yourself, please? Because, oh, my gosh, that is ridiculous. Sorry. All the noise. It, it sounds like you're running with your phone. <laughs> anyway, but um, people have made the leaders of their church into idols, and they think they're worshiping God by following some man. But what they need to do is stop it, because those men, even myself, Um, I have been wrong about things in the past that I'm trying to figure out. Joseph Smith was wrong about some things. He changed his mind on some things. But people still quote him, the earlier Joseph, uh, you know, after he, or before he uh, realized, oh, I I wasn't exactly right about that, you know. And they take everything he says as doctrine, but what they need to do is get get revelation for yourself. Because when you believe the lie... The lies of false doctrine, even if it's because you've interpreted something wrong, then you are damned because you did not love the truth enough to go to God as a little child and get revelation for yourself. And we all do it. We're all guilty of it. But luckily, the atonement is a thing and we can be forgiven of our foolish nature. So anyway, um, Kim, is there anything else?
2: No, I didn't mean to be tangent. I just feel like there's always something extra to say, you know.
1: There are, <sighs> there is always something extra to say, and that's why my radio programs take so much time because I'm always saying a thing. So. Yeah.
2: Well, I hope that everybody has a wonderful night and that they're enjoying their holidays if they are in the United States, because right now we do, um, like. We're going to have the New Year here, which I know is not the same as for every place. And it isn't even the Jewish New Year either, so we don't really do a whole lot for that or for Christmas. Um, we
0: uh, hope
2: everybody is enjoying, though, their holiday and time's off when they get to spend time with their families, as we like to also.
1: Yes. And the next great Memorial Day is Purim, which I believe is in, oh, in January? Yep, it is. So uh, is anyway, Monday, I, well,
0: Obama?
1: I have no idea, Kim, but I am at the uh, spur, and I need to dump this load, so I got to wrap this up. So, um, all right, well, everybody, thank you, Kim, for reading. Thank you, Emma, for helping out, and uh, I guess we'll just uh, be back home later for with uh, – when we. We talk, we're going to talk about Eve. Anyway, I got to go. So uh, mute your phones, and here's the end music. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. God bless, and goodbye.